0: You're listening to the Option Alpha podcast from OptionAlpha.com, where we show you how to make smarter trades, learn how the stock market really works, and generate consistent monthly income. income. Now, your host and head trader at OptionAlpha.com, Kirk Dupluses. Hey
1: everyone, this is Kirk here again at OptionAlpha.com, working every single week to make this the most popular investing podcast offered online because it's based on one thing and one thing only. And that's helping you guys make smarter trades. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today on today's show, show number 85 here. We're going to be talking about legging into or out of option trades and really answering the question, is it ever worth it to do it? Now, before I begin the episode, if you guys listened to episode number 84, you know that I asked for some feedback on whether you guys wanted to start seeing more shorter episodes as part of the Option Alpha podcast here Later on this year, some of the stuff that we're doing on Facebook Live and YouTube Live, et cetera, kind of these short little blips and questions, sometimes five minutes, sometimes 10 minutes long versus a full-blown episode like the one you're listening to right now. And I got to tell you guys, it is a dead heat. Like I just went through and tallied up all of them, and it's literally half and half right now. So if you do have an opinion on this one way or the other, please, please, please let me know add a comment, shoot me an email, tweet at me, do whatever, you know, just to get the word out. So, All right, so let's get into today's show. I'm sorry for my voice. It's a little hoarse as I'm recording this late in the evening, but it is what it is. The question I get all the time is about legging. I get this question a lot from people, mainly pro and elite members who just join up and are just getting started. You know, they first get their, their couple alerts or their couple trades that come out in the system and they wonder if they should leg into position. So let me explain what legging is. In the context of options trading, legging is when you take a trade and basically break it up into smaller components, either to get in or out of a position. So a common way that somebody might leg into a trade, let's say they're trying to get into a credit spread. A credit spread, again, is where you sell an option and then buy an option further out of the money. And they would try to get into the credit spread maybe by buying the further out leg first and then selling the closer in leg later on. So they'd split their order up instead of doing the order as a combined order where you would want the market to fill both orders at the same time at a predefined price, you'd split the order up so that you are basically buying one option, you fill it, then you go in and you place the other order to sell the option in front of it and fill that and that creates your new credit spread. So again, you're just like putting on a pair of pants, right? That's why they call it legging. You put one leg in at a time instead of just jumping in to put your pants on. I don't know about you guys, but I definitely just jump into my pants every day. That's a lot easier to do than like, again, I'm just kidding, just kidding, that's a little bit of a joke. Okay, so the idea is doing that, right? Now I see a lot of people do this with a lot of complex strategies, so that's really where the question comes in. It doesn't really affect a lot of credit spreads, right? If you're trading something liquid, which you should be, that has a lot of volume and liquidity, then legging into a position really shouldn't be an issue or a non-factor because you should be able to get filled pretty quickly with a complex order or with an advanced order that's not a single leg option. Where it really comes into is more advanced orders like iron butterflies, iron condors, etc., where you're trading, you know, three to four legs at one single time. So yeah, the reality is, is that it is a little bit harder for them to route these orders because what happens to happen is that. You basically got to have all of these different strikes and prices line up, right? And usually what you do is you place them all at one single price, but that still means they got to get everybody to fill at the same time. And as crazy as it seems, even with liquid markets, that can be difficult, especially if you're trading further out of the money options. So here's my opinion on doing this just to kind of like, you know, now bridge the gap between what is legging in and out and, you know, now should we do it, right? My opinion on getting into a trade is this. I think 90% of the time, for sure, you should not leg into a trade, meaning you should place your orders as limit orders, I don't ever suggest using market orders, and I think you basically have to stick with that position and then adjust the limit order as you go. So my feeling on this would be like, for example, if we were trying to get into an iron condor, we would place an iron condor order for all four legs. We'd wait to see if we get filled, right? Because it's not going to move that much. I mean, if you're trading liquid stuff and, you know, unless the market's really crazy, your order isn't going to move that much. You might, it might seem like it's moving because the market makers might be moving the order. And, you know, that thing where, you know, as soon as you place an order, it, you know, goes up by a certain, you know, couple pennies or et cetera, they're trying to bait you in. So look, be firm in your order, have patience, right? And if the market does really move, meaning it makes a $1 move higher after your initial order, great, cancel that order, and then reset your strike prices all a dollar higher, right? Just move with the market. So I don't ever think there's a time where you need to force something into the market just for the sake of getting in, because again, if you're making a lot of trades over the course of, you know, a week, a month, a year, then timing becomes really irrelevant as long as you have some level of consistency and activity in your account. So I do not suggest 90% of the time legging into options. Here's the only time that I would suggest doing it. And it has been something I've even done myself. I did a Facebook Live on this just the other day about uh, using this concept is that if you are getting into, let's say, an iron condor or you're getting into an iron butterfly or something like that. Then what you can do is break it down into logical components, okay? Now this is where some people take this to the nth degree and they do this wrong. What I mean by logical components is do the call side of an iron condor completely, right? Then do the put side completely. So you would do a call credit spread, right? A sell and a buy then you would maybe let that fill or split the order into two orders, right? And have them working at the same time. And you do the put side, a sell and a buy at the same time. This does not mean that you do necessarily the strangle and then the outside legs. I don't think about I don't recommend doing that. If you're going to get into an iron condor, do it risk defined from the beginning. Don't start with a strangle and hope you can get the outside legs. It might be more difficult to get the outside legs. You might have to pay up for those, right? So I say do each side and it's logical component, right? So the credit spreads on one side Credit spread on the other side. That's really when I would suggest doing it. Maybe So let me rephrase this. Maybe 95% of the time you're really not legging into positions. You're trying to get them in at one price so you know what it is. And if you can't get in, it's okay. Just adjust your price. Move with the market if the market's moved or wait for the next day, right? Like, Don't force the trade in just for the sake of making the trade, okay? Now the question becomes, what about legging out of a trade? Now when it comes to legging out of a trade, I think it's more appropriate to do this. With context. So here's the way I think about this, and we'll talk about this in the closing bell segment with our FXE position that we just got out of today. But the context in this is that if you want to leg out of a position, I am totally okay with you doing that as long as you are mainly closing out of the risky side of the trade or the risky positions. So let me give you an example. If you are doing an iron butterfly, and this is the, I guess, one of the examples that we'll go over in FXE. If you're doing an iron butterfly where you are selling at the money short strikes and you're buying far out wings basically to create a risk defined straddle, if you will, right, with protection, then it's okay to close out just the inside straddle and buy that back for a profit, leaving the outside wings on to expire. Now, that's technically considered legging out of the position. You're not closing the full thing. You're leaving those long wings on either end, that long call option far out of the money, that long put option far out of the money. You're leaving those on to expire worthless. You're just closing the inside legs that are basically at risk of, you know, being assigned because one of those legs is going to be assigned, right? The same thing could be said for doing iron condors as well. You just close the inside straddle. You leave those long legs on to expire worthless. Now, here's where it does require a little bit of, I guess, forethought in how you are leaving those leg long legs on because some people will say, oh, well, Kirk said, close the short legs, leave those long legs on. But you have to remember, once you close the short legs and those long legs are basically by themselves and naked and exposed, you still have exposure in risk that those options go down in value. So, what I always say is that if you are going to leg out of a position where you leave long options, Please make sure that those long options are not worth much money. Maybe, you know, $2 to $3 or so, right? They're not worth much money. Maybe they're not even worth money with closing, you know, commission costs to close them out. So leave those options on, but if they've got any value in them, if they're worth ten dollars a piece, then heck yeah, close them out, right? You know, spend the dollar in commissions to close out of that trade and get fourteen back net after commissions, right? So the only thing here, and I guess the asterisk here is that yes, you can leg out of positions, but just you know use a little bit of common sense about what is left in the portfolio. This is also common with uh, calendar spreads. Calendar spreads are really popular to to trade. We trade them often, not not incredibly often like we do short premium trades, but we'll trade them often. And so what happens is that if you get to that front month expiration, sometimes the back month contract that you are long in a calendar spread basically has no value, you know, no value left in it. So you can actually leave it on for another 30 days. I mean, What's the worst that's going to happen? It's going to go from a dollar to zero dollars, right? I mean, it's not worth it to close out of the position and it might act as a little bit of a long lottery ticket, right? Just in case the market goes really, really crazy, then you have that kind of in your back pocket just in case, you know, something happens. So again, if you want to learn more about calendar spreads, we did a whole podcast episode in that in show number 79. So you can just scroll through your mobile app or on the website here and take a look at that. Okay, so that's really our opinion on legging in and out. I mean, it's really not much to that. I think generally, when you're in a position, getting into a position, I think you don't do it. Most of the time, the vast majority of the time, when you're getting out of a position, sure, you can do it. Just use a little bit of common sense, right? And Of course, if you guys have questions on this, please add them to the show notes page at optionalpha.com show85. Again, that's optionalpha.com show85. We'll also have some videos linked up of different live trading sections that we've done where we've legged out of positions and kind of sent out those alerts to our members. So if that helps out, you can kind of see it visually on the screen.
0: And now our favorite part of the show, Trader Q&A, where we ask a question from one of our current members about options trading. Got a question you'd like to ask Kirk to answer live on the air? Just head on over to optionalpha.com forward slash ask and hit the record button to leave a message. That's optionalpha.com forward slash ask. And now here's today's question. Hi, Kirk.
1: My name is Esteban. I have been trading long stocks for over 15 years and options for about six months. A quick question. When you have a straddle and one of the sites is deep in the money, is it not a good idea to roll the challenged leg to the next month and buy back the unchallenged leg,
0: making it a naked position, but taking credit and doing it this indefinitely until you break even or profit instead of just taking a loss?
1: This is with a large account that can take the reduction in buying power. Thank you. All right, so Esteban, man, thank you so much for submitting the question. This is one I get a lot, and it kind of goes in line with some of the recent shows that we've done on making adjustments. So if you haven't listened to some of the recent shows that we've done on making adjustments, first I would suggest show number 82. That's a really good one. On making adjustments, the other show that I would suggest on making adjustments is basically show number seventy. Let me look at it, seventy-two, which is adjustment triggers and how you should go about that. So take a look at those two shows as well as what I'm going to tell you here in kind of this trade comments section. I think the thing is is that when you go back and back test this type of strategy, which we have, rolling the challenge side, although you can get a credit in your the way that you ask the question, if you keep getting a credit rolling the challenge side becomes increasingly difficult and there is potentially no end to where a stock might go. So I think the challenging part to doing that, no pun intended, is that if you are doing this necessarily on the call side, you know, stocks can go theoretically from ten dollars to you know a thousand dollars in share price. So you'd end up just compounding a loss over and over and over again. It's one of the main reasons why I always have said for many years is that we don't want to move that side of the trade. You want to take what the market gives you. So if the market's moving away from your put side, great, take what the market's giving you. Don't give the market an opportunity to then compound a loss on the call side. Just keep moving that put up right, and move it all the way up to the call strike, maybe a little bit inverted if you have enough premium and credit, and take what the market gives you. Now, of course, if you can roll it to the next month to extend the trading duration and the timeline, great. You know, make sure that you, you do that. But we've really seen that, you know, if you roll any more than, you know, two or three times, it really just doesn't make sense as far as use of capital goes. So that's really what we say. You know, if you can roll maybe two or three times, if you can take an overall credit to keep rolling, great, but still don't move that strike price. Don't move the challenge side up. You can move it out, but don't move the challenge side up if you can definitely bear it. It's definitely worth it to kind of hold that position and go against the grain a little bit, wait for a little bit of market cyclicality to come back in. So remember, if you'd like to get your question answered here on the podcast or live on Facebook and Periscope, which I've already been doing for the last couple of weeks, it's going great. People love it. Please head on over to optionalpha.com slash ask. Click the big red button in the middle of the screen and leave me a private voicemail. There is no software to download or install, and it's incredibly easy. It goes right to me. Now, before we get into the closing bell segment, like I mentioned earlier, we do have a section that not a lot of people know has been up for a long time on the website, and that's our live trading section. So what I've basically been doing over the last like couple months is recording my screen every time that we make some of these trades. And we're starting to publish them in block format. So, like chunks of 20, 30, 40 trades at a time to the live trading section. So, you can always check out the live trading section at optionalpha.com. It's under the education tab when you log in. But there's all kinds of different strategies in there. We have opening trades, closing trades, adjusting trades, different earnings trades, winning trades, losing trades. I mean, like, it's just literally right over my shoulder, me recording my screen as I go through the entire process of finding, closing, adjusting, or managing a position. And it's been really, really helpful. But again, not a lot of people know that it's out there. So that's why I'm doing a big push here on the podcast for it. So you guys get over there and check it out.
0: Now, the closing bell, find out which stocks we're looking at right now, trades we're making, and hear our game plan moving forward. Moving forward.
1: All right, so in today's closing bell segment, like I alluded to earlier, we're going to just briefly talk about how we use this legging concept with a recent position that we had in FXE. So, recently we closed out of, just yesterday, a one of our iron butterflies that we had in FXE. Now, we've laddered into a couple sets of iron butterflies for the March expiration closed out of this position which was centered at 102. So we basically built out a set of I think we had three or four iron butterflies in FXE and as the market has moved over the past couple of weeks, we've been able to close out some of these positions. The one that we closed out of yesterday was FXE which is centered at 102. Again, this iron butterfly was selling the 102 call and put, so basically the straddle right over 102 and then we bought options out on either end for $4, okay? So we bought options out on either end for $4, you know, $4 out on either end. Now those options that we originally bought were really cheap, like $6 and $9 a piece respectively. So we never paid a lot for them to begin with. Now, at the time that we closed this trade yesterday, those options were each worth a dollar. Now, that they they, I think that they were only worth really a dollar just because it's not expiration yet, at least at the time that we're doing this recording, right? So it's not expiration yet, so they have to have some value, so there's assigned some value to them in case somebody does want to buy them, but I don't even think that you could get them closed if you tried to close them for a dollar and had cheaper commissions than a dollar to close them out. So in this case, we let our long options that are out of the money still remain in our portfolio. We did not close them. They act as little, long lottery tickets, Black Swan event tickets, or you know protection against FXE. And we closed just the inside legs of our straddle. So buying back the 102 call and the 102 put and we bought those each back for about $130 debit for each of the spreads that we took. So took a nice little profit on the FXE trade. But hopefully that was just kind of a good realization of how we did. Again, you can look at a chart of FXE. We'll post links to everything in the show notes page again. Optionalpha.com slash show85. And you can guys you guys can get all of that information right there in one place.
0: Thanks for listening to the Option Alpha podcast. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a rating or comment. Plus, you can get everything. Free email updates for future shows, transcripts, video tutorials, case studies, and more. Just visit our website at optionalpha.com.
1: All right, so I truly hope you guys enjoyed today's show and got at least one thing out of it that you can apply right now to make you a smarter, more profitable trader and investor. As always, you can get additional resources, links mentioned in the show, and some related video training from today's show by going to optionalpha.com/show show 85. That's just the number 85, five. show 85. And until next time, happy trading.